I am unashamed. What about you? I found it a little bit interesting after looking at uh, uh, Luke chapter 4 yesterday. We were talking about the temptation of Jesus and the Satan making all these claims, which was uh, in redneck language, which was a bunch of bull. <laughs> Well, lies. It was what, all lies. What is that yeah. in the Greek? I, I yeah. think is that the so <laughs> bunch of but, bull. But over in Second Corinthians chapter eleven, uh, the, the heading in my Bible says Paul and false apostles. In other words, verse eleven, verse four. If someone comes to you and preaches a Jesus other than the Jesus we preached, or if you receive a different spirit. Just kind of keep that back in your mind, a different spirit from the one received, which is the true spirit of God, or a different gospel. He's pretty well we're right in our wheelhouse. We preach Jesus, him crucified and raised from the dead. And uh, Jesus of Galilee, Jesus, the one who has all authority in heaven and on earth, he said, therefore go make disciples of all nations, baptize them. So you get to reading that. They changed to a different gospel, 2 Corinthians chapter 11. But I do not think I am the least inferior to those super apostles. I may not be a trained speaker, which it made me feel good, but I, I do have knowledge. So he's not an idiot. But the apostle Paul said he wasn't a, a great Mike man, you know. There, was, there wasn't any mics, but, but he wasn't one of these... Uh, Fiddling in the gaps, you know, I know it all, you know, biblically. Yep. We have made this perfectly clear to you in every way. And and then he speaks of, was it a sin for loving them and all that? But he gets down to the bottom. So this is the question of the day based on yesterday's podcast. Uh, you run up on people, such men are false apostles. Second Corinthians 11, verse 13, false apostles. Now you got people trying to talk Jesus into some ungodly situations, you know, deceitful workmen, you're going to run across some of these. I would say the bunch of the, the, it said Satan himself when he was talking to Jesus. He was masquerading big time mm -hmm. on what he could do and not you, Jesus. Well, so he's an apostle of Christ. No wonder and then he says this, which is my question for the day, for a long time, it's, it's a tough one to answer. For Satan himself, now we, you, you read about, they went up on the mountain, they're looking, he hasn't eaten any food for, for 40 days, and you say he, he's, he, he's, it's a moment of weakness as far as being human. No wonder Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. It's not surprising then if his servants, so he's got a gang, if his servants masquerade as servants of righteousness, it's all a lie. You're going to run into people who are going to make claims, and he is warning the Corinthians their end will be what their actions deserve. So then he says, I repeat, let no one take me for a fool. But if you do, yeah, you're a fool there, Paul. Then receive me just as you would a fool so that I may do a little boasting. 
So he's just speaking clearly and truthfully that there's a lot of stuff going on and a lot of people who are claiming to be real religious yep. are blowing smoke. They're not they're not messengers of Jesus at all. Right. They're masquerading as messengers of Jesus, but but either they didn't get the gospel on straight, that's mentioned, and uh and they were he was questioning, you know, what spirit do they have because they sure don't have God's spirit. I just thought it interesting that when Jesus was tempted himself, that there's no, there's no, uh, that he will try literally anything yep. to bring one down. And false, the last thing you want to be is a false apostle. Right. I mean, we believe that Jesus died, was buried, and raised from the dead. That's what he told the Corinthians. You better stand on that, and you better not budge for what, what I received, I passed on to you as a first importance. You better get Jesus on right that he died on a cross, was buried and raised from the dead. You better not mess with that at all. Right. And there's a lot of people messing with it now, Al. I've, I've listened to them. So you bring up an interesting question because we talked about this before. Do people who are serving Satan's wishes, his, his agenda, maybe is a way to put it, do they fully understand they're even doing it? In other words, because if you think about it, in the context, question. in the context of what you talked about, these people think they're doing what they should be doing, but Paul says no, they're actually serving the That's one right. who's the master of life. So I, I thought it was interesting because we talked about this before, Zach, that a lot of people that follow Satan, even that don't aren't believers, aren't like these people or know anything about Christianity or Jesus. Yeah. Do they really know that's who they're serving? I mean, they they think yeah. maybe just they're having them do with God, but it, that's the that's the really key to Satan's success is to get people to follow him who don't even know they're following him. Yeah. In other words, they're not like yeah. Satan worshipers. You know, it's, it's more of a blind thing. Universities are full of them. Yeah, and that what they and it's I think this idea of manipulation and and how uh, Satan operates that's a, that's why this text is so important. Jay said at the beginning of the podcast before, you, before we started, he said, "Man, we really could talk about this for two weeks." I mean, there's just so much here and the strategy of the enemy that we can learn from, you know, and how he attacks. And I think that's a great point. I mean, most of the time. Yeah, it's not the blatant evil that you see in the end. I don't. I don't know if it's ever that. I don't know. I right. think about like a crystal. You've seen the pictures of people on crystal meth, and it's like before and after. Have you seen those pictures? And it's like oh, yeah. incredible. Just the, you know, how someone could be you know, so well put together and beautiful, and then literally just about two years later, I mean, they just ravaged okay, physically, just and just ravaged. You can see the effects of of yep. sin all over their body. And you think when well, nobody enters in that way, they don't. They don't say, "Man, that's what I want to be in two years." You know, you, <laughs> I, I want to be that guy, and you know, just completely wigged out and living homelessly. I mean, I, that's that's what I'm going for. Nobody starts that way, and I think that's the nature of sin. It's just the it's always masquerading as an angel of light. It's it's uh, twisting the truth just enough to get you off course, and then it just continues to take you down that spiral. And then you, and then you end up at a place where you're like, "How did I get here? What? And I can't get out." And 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 that's what ultimately what Satan wants to do is, is destroy and kill. Phil said it yesterday. You know that the verse that said he's a liar yeah. also said he's a murderer, and that's his ultimate goal is is death and mayhem. 
So I think it's it's uh, I think it would be good for us to to recognize you know these strategies of how he slides in there. Yeah, and it's it's all these different tactics, and so the context of what Dad was talking about was definitely acting like he's doing something for your good. I mean, that would be what an angel of light would do, but it's actually something that's destructive. So you got that manipulation. He pretty well tried that type of scheme, Satan himself, when he started baiting Jesus in, yeah. that, in that Luke chapter 4. Right. The bait started when he, when he tempts him. But you know, it's interesting, Dad, because— you, you can say no at any time if you want to. Right. Or you can say, oh, you know— yeah. But you, you were reading Second Corinthians 11. If you keep reading into 12, Paul talks about having some sort of malady— and he said he asked, we don't know if it's physical, emotional, what, but he said he asked three times for God to remove it, and he called it a messenger of Satan yeah. that was sent to torment me. Yeah. So now that's a whole other range of Satan's abilities. Which tells you he's quite powerful. He's very powerful. And we know that from the Job story, which we mentioned in the last but podcast. But he uses two extremes. He, he, when temptation, he tries to build you up. If you notice in the three temptations, it's like, yeah, he's, I mean, he's, look, you're greater than this. You're, he's you're, smoothing him. You yeah. haven't eaten in 40 days. You're, you know, you're. Okay. Eat something. Come on. Well, you're, you're, you're the son of God. Come on. I mean, so he, I mean yeah. it's like you deserve all these kingdoms. <laughs> You're so great that if you threw yourself down, angels are going to catch. They you. would have to catch you because you're the greatest person in the world. Well, you when you think about what why people, you know, go have affairs, or, and I'm talking about people who you respect, and I mean, you're shocked that you're like, how how this smart, you know, wealthy guy, you know, in a leader in the church. What All the, victim to this. Yeah, well, because it, it, this is how this works. You think, oh, I've worked so hard and I've done so many things. All the little temptation voices. You know, there's a lot of verses, Jay. I deserve that, this. You they, know, they, they say be self-controlled and alert. <laughs> yeah. Some of these texts that said you better be self-controlled and alert for what you'll run into. As you journey well, with the human race. One of those concerned. was from First Peter 5, and then the next thing he said was, because your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking <laughs> whom he may devour. Whom and he this whole thing about, well, I don't want to scare you, I'm thinking, I do. <laughs> yeah, but he's, he's too <laughs> crafty. He fears is, are pretty good. Fears. Well, you got to have not, an awareness. He's coming in, in a deceitful way, which I think you're, you don't recognize it as such, because that was only the first extreme. Well, the other extreme is then he's like, well, you're worthless. You're terrible. You know, once you so, – so it's like that's the slander, the accusation part of – I mean, I, you know, the word devil comes from – what is that, Diablo, I think, where, where we get diabolical. It's like, so he takes the two extremes. He puffs you up because he's not doing anything that you're not already on the road to do. I think there's a key thing that you read all these verses about this. He's not take making a good person bad. He's just taking your your impulses that are not right and making them worse. And you, and you always have the luxury of saying no. Yeah, that's what I mean. Because you have other passages that say each yeah. one is tempted when by his own evil desire. Yeah. So, and what I was going to say is, I think people, C.S. Lewis said this somewhere, but he's like the the problem we have with 
the evil one is we we take two extremes on it. And he meant two as in two and two as in two, T-W-O and T-O-O, which is we either think in superstition where the devil does everything. He's everywhere at all. And I've, I've, heard, I've heard people close to me say, you know, I was late. I mean, the devil was cutting me off in traffic. And I was like... Oh, you saw the devil? No, people were pulling in front of me. Just, the devil was just attacking me all the way here. Then it started raining. He threw a rainstorm at me. Yeah. I'm, oh, that could go on. Yeah. Say, I'm in hell. Well, so you got that extreme. Then you have the other, you know, extreme, which says, "Oh, there's no, yeah, that's that's nonsense. That's, you know, their their equivalent to the devil is uh, what was that movie with the head spinning around and the the vomiting? If you're not exorcist, if, if your exorcist. head doesn't spin all the way around and green vomit coming out of your mouth, then it's not real. That's a lot of people make the what Jesus experienced in in uh, Luke four. You know, a lot of people say, "Oh, so you're telling me the devil made me do it?" I'm like, "Yeah." Well, that's what I'm saying. I think we're somewhere in between. You have your own. I mean, selfish ambition has to be in the list of what causes sin. It has to be there. There's too many passages. James three six. Because you're yeah, you're you're participating with him. He, he's not well, forcing you yeah. to do these things. I mean, no, you, I think but, he's but I enhancing think your your he's enhancing your wants you, yeah. and desires that are wrong. I don't. I think you come first because you can't. That's a cop out, then, because I think you're taking it too far, too extreme. Well, he, the devil made me do it. No, he didn't. You, you did it by your own choosing. Sure. He, he just made you feel better about it through a lie. That's right. I mean, I think that's what he does. He, he lies and he slanders and he accuses. There's a so, whole uh, cadre of people, millions and millions and hundreds of millions, that basically do what you say. They, 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 they choose to follow Satan. But claim there is no Satan. Well, yeah, I think there's. there's yeah, so, I think yeah, y'all think Lewis that's the devil right. creeping it's, around out there trying to destroy people. We say we've got a lot of verses that say that. That say, well, see, that's a bunch of bull. Well, I think the craftiness of the evil one was is when you take one of those two extremes, he can work with either one of those. That that's a good thing. For if you either overestimate him or you underestimate him. I think you're putting yourself in his wheelhouse for a lot That's of a reasons. Great point. You know, that is a great point. I mean, I yeah, because we over spiritualize it, and I, we do that. I know why we do it. It's because we want to avoid res- our own responsibility, right? Um, and or on the uh, the other side of it, if if you don't acknowledge him at all, then you're overestimating your control and your and your power. And and it and it is and it's in that that middle space, but. I love what you said earlier, though, that I mean, think about his strategy because he is called a liar. He's called a murderer. Uh, Revelation 12, 10 says he's a, he's an accuser, calls him the accuser. And in my own life, the way it's worked, and I think this is true for all of us, is that he starts with the dripping of the lie. He drips the lie in there to, t- to tell you that you can experience some, some kind of freedom or pleasure or something that's it's it looks good. And then you, you engage in whatever the sin is that he had dripped in front of you, and then you you get deeper and deeper into it. And I think that he actually will protect you at times. He'll protect you from being exposed until just the right moment, and then he'll expose you. And as soon as you're exposed, 
that's when he's pointing his finger and say, look at you, you're horrible. And then he just, he just unleashes the accusations of shame against you. And it, it just shows you, I mean, he's just the ultimate gaslighter. And, you know, I, I think that that's why we, why so many people, like you, you talk to so many people that are fearful to come to Christ because they think I, I've gone too far. I've done too much. You know, well, no, there's nothing outside the blood of Jesus that, that Jesus' blood can't cover. No one's gone too far, but the devil's going to lie to you and try to keep you from coming by pointing yeah. his finger at you and accusing you. So we're excited about one of our new sponsors, uh, Jace Medical. And uh, I met with these guys uh, via Zoom. And, uh, of course, my first question, well, first they kind of told me about their product and what they're doing. And then I said, well, so I got to ask you, why Jace? Because I got a brother named Jace, and does this have anything to do with him? And so they laughed, and they said, no. Um, this doctor, uh, Sean, said that the uh, old English word for Jace means healer. And you so you got to remember his like name that. is Jason. Right. You started well, calling him Jace. Well, I started calling him Jace. But I'm putting the pieces of the puzzle together here. So this is Jace Medical. Yeah. And they have Jace Case. The Jace Case, yeah. We Jace talked about Case. that. And then they have the Jace Daily. Daily. Right. And the guy has a dog named Chase. And he has a dog named Jace. That's exactly. And right. he advertises on shows that have a guy named Jace. <laughs> well, at least one show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm beginning to think he may be obsessed with Jace. He likes. He's Jace. a healer. I get it. Okay. Continue. Uh, you uh, get a little, but you're getting a little nervous. Be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Jace brought it up. We we talked before about Jace case. This is about uh, Jace Daily, and this is a 12 month emergency supply of your current daily prescription medication. So I have a couple of prescriptions that I take and I can never get more than, you know, a couple of months, I think maybe three at the most, uh, by going through the normal pharmacy. So what they're offering is a way for you to be able to get that for a year. And you can see the implications if there's any kind of supply chain issues, which there have been before. Uh, maybe you just want to have some stored up in case something happens uh, to be prepared. Maybe you're going out of the country and going to be out for a while. So a lot of good reasons to to check these guys up, to have this uh, backup prescription supply. It's pretty simple. Uh, you just go online, and they're going to have an online form. Uh, there may be some cases where you have to get on a quick call with one of their board-certified physicians. Uh, if you do that, they've got it there. These guys are great. It's doctor-created, and it's doctor-recommended, and so it's really to help you be prepared. So I want you to check these guys out. Go online, fill out the form, then you get your Jace Daily Prescription delivered right to your door for that peace of mind. Go to Jace Medical, J-A-S-E Medical.com. Enter the code UNASHAMED at checkout for a discount on your order. So it's UNASHAMED at JaceMedical.com. good analogy of that is the first time I watched the silence of the lambs, which I think it was the TV version. Maybe not. I don't know. I can't remember, but if you want to watch it, you know, watch the TV version. It was powerful. So, I, you know, I found myself, I, I, I tried to look up the quotes while ago, but of course I couldn't find it on a worldly device because it makes them look bad. But I found myself right at the beginning agreeing with the monster because the, the FBI agent, this this movie's I'm foggy in my head, so it, I know it, it pretty it just well. Hit me, but when she came in there, like, what's what's what caused this? You know, because this Hannibal Lecter was like, 
the greatest monster ever. I mean, yeah. he's eating people. Cannibal and all this. Yeah. He's like, well, what, what happened? But he, he heard her say that. And so then they get into this discourse on uh, behavior patterns or whatever. But he basically at the end, the gist of what he said, which is so weird that the world made, made this seem like crazy, but I found myself agreeing with him. He was like, well, maybe I'm just evil. Yeah. And that's like, oh, can you believe how crazy this guy is? He's like, maybe it's just evil and I want to do it. Yeah. I was like, no, I think he pretty much got it right yeah. there. That that if is you want to kill people and eat them, I'd say, yeah, that's and probably evil. the point I'm making in that context, because I may be misremembering some of that, but is that the world has a hard time making sense. It's there always has to be some other cause besides God, you know, the evil one. That, so they're trying to say, well, he just, he grew up poor or he was abused. There has to be a call. It can't be just that he just decided to be evil. Yeah. And, Jesus. Uh, and when called, he said maybe that's what it is, that seemed crazy. Jesus has them. called the truth and he said, Satan is the father of lies. That's the wordage. He's the father of lies. The father of murder and the father of lies. If you take those two things and you take them those out of human beings, take those things out, Satan goes, well, that's what goes with him, lies and murder. Yep. And yep. if you look at the, the lying going on just in the United States, go worldwide with the liars and you say, and the murder rate, you would have to say, my goodness, where is all this coming from? Has to be a source. Well, you read John chapter 8. Yeah, Satan is, is. is the one you're looking for. Well, he's the one that tried to bait Jesus, the Son of God, who's going to die to set the humanity free from all this. And Satan's working on him. He went after the source of good love. I mean... That's that's the source. He got after the source right. and lost, fortunately for us. Jace, when you were making that last point, I was thinking about a conversation I had with a uh, guy who's a marriage and family therapist in uh, Louisiana that we all know. Very successful practice, uh, one of the bigger practices in the area. Super sharp guy. Um, and I remember we had lunch one, one time a few years ago, and he said um, – he just kind of out of the blue said this, but I, it, it it stuck with me, and I think it drives home to the point you were making. He said, "He said everybody that comes into my practice, he said they all want the same thing." And and he, I mean, he was a really good therapist. He said they all want the same thing. He said, "You know what they want?" And I was like, "No, what do they? What do they want?" He said, "They all want to know the one that one reason why they are the way they are. Like what what is the one thing that calls them." to be in the, in the, in the, the issue that have the issues that they have or whatever the, the issue they were coming to him for. And I don't know why I just said, cause you know, I, I was, a, a you know, preaching at the time at a university church. And so I'm just thinking scripture. And I said, uh, and I said, sin, that was my, that was my answer. He said, no, 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 no. Although that's true. He said, I have to, he said, I have to come up with something outside of the patient. Uh, cause that they could never accept that. And, and I know there's like causes for things like I'm a big believer in therapy. And I think that um, there are issues. People have a lot of issues and things that happen and abuses and whatnot. Um, but when we talk about like our own 
like some a lot of times our own inner tor- turmoil is it, i mean we have to, the only thing we can control is our response and um and i love the therapies like the the ones that like the emotionally focused therapy that focuses more on like let's get down to the root of you and and finding out who you are and then finding affirmation there but To me, I think that's true. We look for something outside of ourselves because it's too painful to look inside of ourselves and say, you know, maybe maybe my issues here and it's not I'm not saying everything in our life. I'm not saying that. But there are a lot of things in our lives that are caused by us that we don't want to we just don't want to see it. It's too painful to admit. It's too painful to say, yeah, I'm a sinner. You know, I messed up here. You know, I'm not I'm not following God's will here. And, yeah, there's you know, Satan can help drag that along. But I mean, if we're going to find real healing, we're going to have to get to that place where, where at least our own life. We say I'm a sinner. I mean, that's the precursor to understanding the gospel is understanding you are a sinner. And then we can receive the grace of God that he offers freely once we admit and see our own sin. Then that points us to the cross because it's only when we see our, our desperation that we see the need for for the death of, of Jesus and his sanctifying and justifying blood. Well, it is interesting because Jay's made the point. I looked it up, Jay's the, the old English word, um, which comes from Latin, but also Greek, diablos, you're right. But the, but the old meaning, it kind of comes from the ancient idea, which is quite a bit different now than how people view Satan. Accuser and slander. Yeah. Yeah. That's that was the original. You go back. That's when when you read about him here. That's what his name meant. And but but through the years we've softened that to the point you said. Because now I was looking under the English, and of course one says you know the devil, meaning you know what we us evil spirit. But then others are like you know uh, a mischievous, clever, self will person. That cunning old devil. You know, so you see how they begin to lighten that up, or it's a, a bad situation. You're going to have a devil of a time dealing with it. But you see how the word has broken down through time. Well, it became a almost comedic. Yeah, yeah. Because people just they they don't want to they don't want to believe that. But I'm saying Christians are contributing to that by saying all this. Well, the devil made me do it. You, do you realize if you say that? The only way you're going to escape whatever said issue is that the devil made you do is to convince the devil to change his mind. If if you're putting all the blame on him, well, how are you ever going to get out of it? Yeah. You're going to have to have a good consultation with him and yeah. get him to change courses? Well, everybody's like, well, that's ridiculous. Well, quit being ridiculous and taking it to an extreme. Right. It, that's why I feel like I want to read this James 1. I mentioned it the last podcast, but... This is pretty clear in James 1.13. Before you read that, let's take another break. So Stone um, informed me that, you know, he's always got project ideas for our hunting property out here. And somewhere within the vicinity of pretty close to where we are right now, he's going to build us a gun range, um, which I thought was a pretty good idea um, to be able to, because I need some work on pistol shooting i'm not very uh, you know i'm not a great shot with a shotgun but i'm even less proficient with a handgun and so i need to work on that just in case i need that and so he's going to build us a gun range which i thought was a pretty good idea that's a good idea if you're not good with a pistol or a shotgun (laughs) exactly so i'm excited about that and what that means is is that one of our sponsors uh barrel buddy 
uh, I'm going to have even more need for their product, which is to make sure that my guns are clean, especially my pistols. And so uh, this is their product, if those of you that are watching. Uh, it's um, basically a push-through barrel cleaner, and they've got it that'll fit everything from pistols uh, all the way up to shotguns. This one's for 20-gauge and 16-gauge, but they cover everything, so you can make sure your barrel is clean. The old days, we used to use patches and a boar snake, and there's issues with all of those. And so that's why they invented something where you can see the clean uh, that comes out of your barrel. And uh, so they're like us. They were in the field and figured out there was a need, came up with a great product. They're a Christian company. Uh, we really appreciate who they are and what they stand for. So we want you to check them out, especially if you're a gun enthusiast. Uh, BarrelBuddy.com is where you go to check out their product. Barrel Buddy, B A R R E L Buddy.com. We're talking about temptation. James said, When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil. I mean, He cannot be tempted by evil. So it's not Him. Nor does He tempt anyone. So you think we're going to interject a part here where here comes the devil. But it says, but each one is tempted when by his own evil desire, he is dragged away and enticed. Now, the evil one may come in there, as we said, if you read all the verses about what he does, you will always find words like, don't give the devil a foothold. Don't let him outwit us. We're not unaware of his schemes. Uh, even Ephesians 6, when it talks about spiritual warfare, it's like our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the spiritual forces of evil. That's why I think when Jesus, this was, a, I think it was a spiritual thing, the same evil one, he housed a snake. So I think it was in the spirit and it works in your thoughts. And I think the same thing about demons and all that, because you remember the uh, the story where Jesus said, over the, the matter of what happens if you've been married seven times, who's going to be your, who's going to be the husband and wife in heaven. And he's like, well, you don't know the power of God. You'll be like the angels. But it said, uh, to God, all are alive. So, you know, even the dead people that are not going to make it, their spirits or whatever you want to call it. To th th These are all factors in, the supernatural world of of angels i mean god made angels some of them fell i think we all agree with that mm -hmm. god made mm -hmm. humans all of them fall at some point so we're living in a world where people make mistakes so we got to deal with that we're going to make mistakes you got to deal with that and we have this world of everyone else that God views as alive in the supernatural world. Some are cursed and some are blessed, but they're causing mischief and mayhem in the spiritual mind, in the spiritual world. I mean, to me, that's just obvious. So he's like, but here... And you don't have to look very far to find it. Exactly. You don't have to search for it. Oh, it's all around you. Well, you look around, everybody always says, what's wrong with this world? I'm concerned. You know, the world just seems to be good. No, you're just recognizing what I just laid out. There's evil in the world, and we, we're contributing to some of it by sinful behavior. I've always thought one of the movies that intrigued me about the way the evil one operates 
it was called the devil's advocate. And kind of oh, yeah. like you were talking about earlier, Jason, I, I would, uh, I would say you probably need to watch the censored version if you can, because the other one's kind of raw, but it's really, it really shows because his deal in that one, it was a young attorney, um, Keanu Reeves and Al Pacino is the devil. But at the very beginning, it's all about his pride and his vanity. And so it all goes this whole thing about him just appealing to that. And at the end, you know, it's like, you know, they start having this debate about the whole, you know, but you said this and you no, I didn't say that. You know, he's like, you know, you made the cut, you, you made every decision. I just opened the door, you know, he's, but it just really was a great visual way to show how he operates. And of course, at the end, it was death and mayhem, you know, and, and so, it, you know, I don't want to end the, you know, ruin the ending for you, but in the end, it just, he keeps going. And so it's really interesting because we talk about different forms because dad, you said, what does he look like before we came on air? We were talking about from our past discussion He's definitely a spirit because we know he can indwell. There's cases of that we see in the Bible. We know that some of his minions are evil spirits. Now, who they are, I'm not sure, but they indwell, and they were talking to Jesus, and they had names, and, of course, we talked about nefarious. That was the whole idea. But then also there are times when we see angels because he was an angel, and they even masquerades as an angel of light where they had some sort of form because they were seen, you know, so when they it would could appear, be seen. yeah, you know, so so there was a form there. So I'm assuming he could do that. There are other cases in the Old Testament where the angel of the Lord would show up, but look like a person. They'd be talking to him, thinking they were just a man. Then they look up and they're gone. So we see some instances of that. So all of these are things I'm assuming he has well, the I'm, capacity he, to do. I think in the spiritual world, he can he can project thoughts in your mind and right you know everybody goes through this process i, I brought up this a couple podcasts ago that we we all have a standard of behavior that we expect as a human whether you're a believer or not and yep. you you can now people who say oh there just shouldn't be any rules and we should all just go out there and do whatever as long you know as you don't hurt anybody well that's just the dumbest thing you've ever heard and the illustration I think I use is like when, you know, when you you could say that there's there's no right or wrong, and but you get on an airplane and somebody's sitting in your seat, and you're what do you, what what does anybody do? Hey, you're in my seat, and if that person doesn't get up, there's going to be strife here, because that not only do we have a standard of human behavior that we we also have a standard that everyone else should comply with. Yep. So if you say, hey, you're crazy, I don't follow rules. I'm sitting in this seat. Just watch how that goes. <laughs> and, and my point is, we all have a standard, and we all don't live up to it. Even in our own, whatever the standard, we all, because all people are sinful. Right. So there I think you find, you know, the one, as Zach said earlier, the place to look for Christ. Because you realize in that moment, Something is 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 pressing on you from from an outside agency to give you that standard because we all have it. it. It's really an evidence of God. Yeah. This this tug of war over what I ought to do. That that's yep. really that what separates humans from every other thing on the planet. Dad used to use the illustration when he talked about this. 
in his speeches, Dad, you'd use the illustration. You'd say, you know, if you had, say, indigenous Indians, and they're out on the plains, and, of course, they're serving the great spirit of the sky and all this, and they have visions. And so, you know, it's not like they're following the Bible or somebody came up with a law. But then why do the why do the young ones sneak in to steal horses from one tribe to the other? Why are they sneaking? Yeah. If it's, if there's not a right and wrong, yeah. where does that come from? You know, it's crazy. My daughter, my daughter and I are studying uh, the C.S. Lewis book, Mirror Christianity. So yeah. we, we had a couple-hour session last night that she initiated, which was awesome. But uh, And she, you know, she's a lot smarter than me. Just when you read a book, you know, I have to, I have to <laughs> that's, read that's it like a bit common theme, yeah. three times before I get it, you know. I mean, it's not the most easy thing to read. And so that's why I tend to hang out in the Bible. I have a little easier time. <laughs> fifth grade. You get fifth somebody grade, like grade level in the Bible. Lewis, I'm like, well, that's, I'm going to have to read this three times. But <laughs> she was just dropping, you know, nuggets <laughs> all over the place. I was just like, mm, that's, that's deep, that's deep. But we were talking about that because somehow it got brought up about this deal about as long as I don't hurt anybody. But there was an illustration that I hadn't noticed that, that he, he pointed out in that book. He's like, here's how humans think. If if you were getting off a train and someone accidentally tripped you and you fell and hurt yourself, you wouldn't you might be mad for a second that you fell and it happened, but but you saw that it was an accident. You you saw the intent played out. Well, it would let's say you keep walking and then someone tries to trip you. Just for meaning, and you can tell it's an attempt to trip me, but you, you don't get tripped up. Well, why are you mad at the one who didn't hurt you? Yeah. If it's all about well, just as long as nobody, no one get hurt, because it's a, that's a lie yeah. that that the evil one told you. That's right. It doesn't matter in the end, the intent and how others view you or it it's going to make you mad whether you're a believer or not if you're walking down the street and somebody tries to trip you all people are going to get mad at that it's happening you... every day in america <laughs> up and down every city in the country so the million dollar question is where does that come from that commonality of humans it's coming from somewhere it's or someone be. and and the idea to cover what you know is truth which is an interesting point let's take another break Because I was thinking about this, this situation recently um, with this. There was a guy in the subway in New York, and he wound up, he was, you know, he was harassing people, and he had a long, you know, issue with this. And these people restrained him, in particular, like a Marine did, but then there were other people there. there and you, you watch it, it seems pretty clear that everybody there was saying, we've got to get this guy's a threat to everybody. But there's a whole narrative that goes out about it. That he was just, you know, he was just a guy who was acting like Michael Jackson. These people, random strangers, decided to attack him and kill him. And people believe it. So much so that they take to the streets. They, they're protesting. And, and you look at that, and to me, it shows what Jace was just talking about. Something that's so clear, and yet some people just can't view it that way. Because well, of think, something. Yeah, I think that's where it becomes deceitful. You So to answer your question, Fee, so what does the devil look like? To me, it looks like when I have these thoughts of rationalization or think, well, I got all these other things right. I mean, you know, I deserve 
this or that. You know, th- these are the beginnings of going down a path that's going to be utterly destructive in your life. When when you feel like you're high and mighty or you've accomplished things to where you should have some me time or have a break or whatever, all these thoughts, are that's what leads to destructive behavior. It, it's a justification, rationalization. That may be something positive or it may be how you respond to something that did happen to mm-hmm. you, you know, out of fear or neglect or abuse. So you're like, well, I mean, I messed up anyway. Or So I think on the other side, the slander or whatever, you know, that the way these thoughts come to mind like, well, I'm too far gone. Or, you know, God has to forgive me. I'm going to go do this because, I mean, God's a God of love, and well, I'm better than somebody else. Or, right. I mean, you could, I'm just trying to think of these off the top of my head, but all these justifications are really lies that we tell ourselves so we get enough gumption to go out there and do something that we know is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so it, when it all starts, you pick any sin, and it's not necessarily what we did was was bad. It was just we did it at the wrong time, the wrong way, and for the wrong reason. And and so we, you know, I was talking with that my daughter about that last night. I was like, when you think about it, a lot of these things are not wrong. You you think sex, as soon as you say it, you're like, oh, that's wrong. Well, of course it's not wrong. God invented it. Yeah. That's that's how we're populating the earth. Yeah. You you know, you and he made us wife, for yeah. that being part of our purpose. Yeah. So I saw her looking at me because I, you know, I could tell I don't think she had thought about it like that. I was like, so what happens? We have these little voices, we have these little conversations and these deceits and these lies and the justification which i think is coming from the evil world but and we want to we don't want to wait we don't want to be patient we don't have so we just do it and then what happens we know that it's wrong we have a guilty conscience you know it wasn't that it was a bad thing it was just we didn't want to do it god's way and trust him so that's why you're going to see a lot of things even in in uh, chapter five when you know peter said because you say so we'll do it I mean, there's just some things early on in your in your faith that you're having to trust God, even though it may not make sense to you because your mind has become twisted because you've lived a life for so long. It's interesting you mentioned that point because right after that, he says one of my favorite things that Peter ever said, and he said, he said a lot of good and bad things, but he said when he recognized the greatness of Jesus and the not greatness of Peter, he said, "Go away from me, Lord! I'm a sinful man." Well, yeah, which we'll talk I hate about I jumped there. ahead because that is a strong. That is so point. strong. I mean, it, it's a and, and it's just the opposite of what you described. I thought your description was really good about Satan. Think about him as an accuser, telling you either way better than you think you are, or you're way worse. I that, like that. that's the yeah. extremes, yeah. and I think our temptation is to view the evil one in, as an extreme. Either it's something comedic not to be taken seriously, or he's literally around every corner, everything that, and, and I'm not saying that to be funny. I, I, yeah. I know a lot of people that they'll say in one paragraph, you know, the devil was just, I mean, you're like, how's your day going? Oh, the devil is, he's around every corner. He's lurking. I mean, I went over here and I did, and I'm thinking, are you sure that's the devil? 
Or is that just life? <laughs> you Maybe know, just went to a bad it, area. You see what I mean? It's mm. like I think both extremes are 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 causing you to make very poor decisions. Which is uh, let's take our last break. Which is why I think Jesse takes different tactics to different areas and different cultures, even on planet Earth, because things are going to work different in an African village then they're going to work with us here. You say, well, no, it's all the same. Not really. I mean, Satan has different tactics. Some people are much more willing to believe in him for who he is. And so he may be way more direct with them because you're hearing much more about demon possession and those things. They're, they're out of their mind scared here. We're just, oh no, mental illness. You know, we, we start just attaching things that are non-spiritual. Well, right. Give them pills. That's right. Well, and look, some people in some cases they need Jesus. I think that's part of. It. I mean, people do have mental disorder. Sure. You know, I think that's what I'm saying. If you, if you just look at the way we used to view this, there may be you know a moral issue that you feel guilty about or anger. Okay, let's. You, you made a poor choice and you're having trouble getting. No, that may be the. You know, I read something somewhere. It was like written a hundred years ago it was like the four anchors of depression and it was like you know morality and and psychological and it was you know mental disorder but the fourth one was like demon which we would never have that in there you know now but a hundred years ago they were just looking at it like in some cases you know, we don't really have an explanation. And, and so it just seems to be some kind of power, you know, of evil. But I was looking at that as kind of being in supportive because I think it's not an extreme view. It's a combination of a lot of things that can contribute to that. But the bottom line is you say, well, how do we combat this? I think you recognize that the evil one first tried this with Jesus. He, he built him up. And tried to tempt him. My theory, because I don't know this for a proven fact, but later on, the next time he tries, because this section ends and he was going to wait for a more opportune time, is when Jesus is all alone and all his disciples leave him. He's in the garden and he's praying, you know. He's asked them to pray for him and be with him and they all went to sleep. Yeah, is there any other way? And I think then it's like, look, these thoughts, you're all alone. Ain't nobody love you. Because I think the evil one wanted him dead. That's what he did. He he He's a murderer from the beginning. So he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he didn't realize that it was, you know, the Lord's will for him to do that. But it was still difficult because Jesus had the weight of all our sin. That was, that was but I think the evil one was tempting him in that. I want to read this text because I think it goes right along with what you're saying. I just turned over to Hebrews 2.14. Since the children have flesh and blood, he too shared Jesus in their humanity so that by his death he might destroy him who holds the power of death, that is the devil. And free those who all their lives were held in slavery by their fear of death. So that's to your point, Days. If Satan, according to the Hebrew writer, held the power of death up until this moment, mm-hmm. then of course he thought that Jesus' death would be something that he empowered that oh, would I be a good he, thing. He thought, I got him. I got him. But that's that's what you should be. Instead of saying, you know, the devil's around every corner. Look, we, we don't want to be unaware of his schemes and 
because we believe the devil is real. Yeah. I mean, that's clear to me in here. There's, there's no a, doubt. There's a true. supernatural power of evil out there yep. that if you give it just a little crack in the door of your heart. Who has a network of minions that yeah. that assist. There's it will no beat you down and chew you up and spit you out. But the point is, is that Jesus conquered the evil one. He he, he won the victory. Right. He, he beat Satan head to head. And by his death, he gave us a way out from under our sin, and he gave us a way out from under death, which are the two things the evil one's the most interested in. Yeah. Lying to to give you the the justification for sinning, and then in the end, he'll just kill you. Right. And so Jesus conquered him. So I'd rather people view it from that, from what we have through the Holy Spirit of God and, and what Jesus conquered for us, instead of this just panic lifestyle, thinking he's going to swoop you without your consent. You know, he's right. literally trying to grab you at every five seconds. Right. No, and I think that's why that passage is so powerful when it tells about being freed from a fear. We don't even have to fear it in the sense that because we know it's been overcome. So it yeah. really did change everything. Well, it's respect, but it's also, you know, when James said at the end of that chapter in chapter 5, he said, resist him. Right. I mean, that's used, and what does Ephesians 6 say? What is, you put on the full armor of God, and you stand. You stand your ground. That is, we're not running over him in a vehicle. We're not running, you know, from, we're standing. Not even in the gospel chariot. We're standing our ground (laughs) in Jesus is what we're doing. And I think the best defense is always an offense for Jesus. Yeah. I mean, Jesus' name, when we're, you know, the next two paragraphs we're going to get to after his his uh, hometown visit. But after that, you see his power over the demonic world. I was surprised that every time you see Jesus casting out demons, they all knew who he was immediately. Yeah. yeah. Which is what I'm saying. There's a lot about the demonic world we don't understand, but they knew who he was. Yep. Immediately. And look, they listened to him, and he when he said shut up, they, they shut up. So I, I just think it's interesting, too, that you know Jesus was always compassionate toward people, but not demons. He basically said, shut up, get out of the way, leave them. And it, and it was very careful, carefully written that like when a demon would leave someone, they wouldn't be injured. Right. A human would. So I mean, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John... Is a constant drumbeat of removing the evil spirits. Yeah, I mean, just with no, just, just do it. Get them, get them out of there. And it, it looks like there were a lot of people. They they indwelled them. They yeah. they dwelled in them. Well, that's what I was talking about. If it's all about you, you're never going to battle. You, we you're sort of said that's back then, and when Jesus was here. But now. The evil spirits are not running around in human beings. I don't know. Y'all y'all can come up with a, what you think about that, but I believe they're well, still here. Well, there's no doubt they are. No, and I've always thought the reason, my, my theory is the reason you see so much activity when Jesus was here is because everything was upside down because he was here. Yep. You know, but over time that may or may not be effective. But no, I, I mean, what reason will we have to think that they wouldn't still be active? He's still active. Yeah, I do think he's limited. When did he say? When did God say? You know, and you never have to worry about evil spirits again. No. Right. 
Well, I think once the Holy Spirit was poured out, we he did provide security for those who will trust him. Exactly. And, and I, I do think it's different in that way. Uh, you know, he's not going to come house you without you allowing that to happen. That's a good point. If the, if six, Holy Spirit, he gave us a shield. Right. Well, that's what I mean. Now, if you go out there and want to be some kind of whatever they call them these days, and you give your life to the evil world, uh, I'm sure you're going to get messed up. Oh, yeah. You know, and. But you make a good point. I never really thought about it. If the spirit of God lives in you, I would say it would be impossible for an evil spirit to live. That's what I'm proposing. Oh, yeah. That's I mean, it. I mean, he said the Bible that. doesn't say that well, directly, no, it but. Says, uh, when you take the Lord, so it said they can't dwell together. The spirit well, of. That's what true. Is that? Yeah, that's, wow. the, that's first Corinthians. Yeah. What do they have in common? They can't armor of coexist. God. And remember when Jesus said about the Beelzebub, they they can't coexist. You got to tie the remember the the illustration he said, yeah. if you want to if you want to burglarize the house, you got to first uh tie up the the owner of the house. Well, well the owner of this house is the Lord God Almighty, <laughs> the Holy Spirit. So good luck with that. Yep. So I think that was his point. And that's why I do think it became more limited. But that's not to say when I see something drastic happen, especially that involves violence, uh, lies, and murder, I'm pretty sure I know what what realm that came from. And this is called and it this wasn't Bible, good. this Bible right here. It's called the sword of the spirit. It's a weapon, right? Well, if it's a weapon, and it's a sword. Well, that's why Jesus was quoting it. That means shield to take up the shield of faith. You, so that you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Helmet of salvation. You just go through that list. You say, oh, there's a way to combat him. But you better be well versed in this and carry it with you. Yeah. <laughs> Wherever Which, you go. Which, by the way, is another lie. I mean, because if you shoot an arrow that's on fire, it'll go out before it hits. Yeah. But it, he's giving you an illusion that that's a spiritual thing. He's shooting flaming spiritual arrows yeah, yep. darts that hit so uh, we're out of time but uh, we'll continue this discussion over in our overtime if you want to follow us blazetv.com slash unashamed is where we do our bonus segment thanks for listening to the unashamed podcast help us out by rating us on iTunes and don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube and be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes and for even more content that you won't get anywhere else Subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.